Hi, Nat. Hey, Liz. So we're here to finally record the first episode of Substance. So excited. So this is Out of the Bubble and um, uh, we're both note takers. So I've seen Nat actually has <laughs> actual proper notes. Yes, I've I got actually a have a whole book dedicated probably, yeah. to things. I've got yeah. a couple of chicken scratches on my page. So um, I think um, I'm going to get Nat to start because she looks a lot more prepared than me. <laughs> oh, it's all a roost. It's just all like smoke and mirrors. Oh, look, knowing that we were going to get together, there's just been so much amazing stuff going on and it's almost been too hard to pick and share some of the things that I've seen. Um, the first thing that I wanted to share with you was the Australian Ballet's performance of Verve. I went and saw that um, a few weeks ago. I took my mum for Mother's Day, which was really quite special. And um, it was amazing. It was three um, sets and uh, beautiful, but my absolute favourite one was the second one. Um, it had this most beautiful music. I can't promise I'm going to pronounce his name correctly, but it was Ludovico Inaudi, that Italian. Really oh, it was yeah. so moving, and the whole choreography. Um, so was this amazing. is a modern. This is modern it's ballet, modern. modern dance. It was Australian and, ballet, but it was just breathtakingly beautiful. And the um, person who did the costume design and the choreography is a woman called Alice Top, and it was just just blew my mind. So it's um. I mean, I love ballet, mm. and um, I went just saw Giselle. How was that? Was it a very couple of weeks ago? It's very traditional, and the production it was a very traditional production, including you know even the curtain that comes down has wow. the old uh, Giselle embroidered on it and lifts up and very uh, kind of autumnal coloured costumes and but extraordinary wow. dancing and the principal. Uh, dancer, female dancer, was just a, a tiny, tiny person, but just technically flawless, just extraordinary. So I loved it, just beautiful. Mm. I, I just, I, I think it's still running in Sydney. Yeah, it is actually, and I do love ballet. So just two things. So for those of you listening in, I'm six foot one, and I've been so for quite some time, and I've always wanted to be a ballet dancer. You're <laughs> out, baby. Yeah. <laughs> By the time I was fourteen, it was like, yeah. Done. But it always inspires me how athletic yet graceful and strong they are and how they just move. It's just incredibly elegant. Yeah, and I think um, with any form of dance, I think there's always um, one dancer that just mm-hmm. captures your eye and is always. just mesmerising. Yes. And that applies to the, um, you know, the eight-year-old ballet concert. There's always just a standout talent. <laughs> and I don't know what it is. It's, just, it's like watching Fred Astaire in a movie. I mean, they just seem to defy physics oh it's so true and that's that's why i do love dance so yeah, okay. wonderful beautiful wow we both got a ballet in we do okay, very okay. comprehensive <laughs> right, moving on well i have to tell you the next thing I'm, i wanted to share with you was i went last week on friday night to the opening of bill henson's photographic exhibition not to be confused with as i was explaining to a friend of mine that day that i was going to see the jim henson exhibition and they looked at me and said oh were you doing something with the muppets and i was like oh no 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 not the muppets the photographer oh you mean bill henson it was a little embarrassing um it's at the rosalind oxley gallery in paddington and it is unbelievable it is so breathtaking he has three key themes of architecture uh, nature and humans and people and the the way it's curated is that the three themes are actually uh, into um, interspersed with each other but they're all very similar in that they have a dark background and the images are almost protruding out of the photograph and it's 
looks painted almost okay, but it's yeah. all photography it's quite remarkable so it's that sort of outer worldly look i don't know much about his stuff yes. but that's the impression i have that it does sort incredibly of somewhere so between very haunting very very moving and almost ethereal so it was really oh. quite remarkable and yeah definitely one for the kids i would okay, definitely really take, yeah i'm planning Good. on going back with my kids okay. it was amazing Good. What about Take you? the kids out of the bubble. Yes. <laughs> well, my um, out and about culture was probably a little less highbrow. We were in Canberra, <laughs> so uh, my kids love Questacon. Oh, love so Questacon. That's where we. <laughs> Did you put your hand on the thing that makes your hair go? <laughs> Uh, well, I check my heart rate. Um, there's also this great thing in the. Uh, there's like a fun player at the end, and there's some. There's some buttons where you can step on them and make bodily functions. There's a couple of really great fart noises in there. So I know we're trying to keep the, the level highbrow, but they just, just, that just made my visit. Brilliant oh my and God. hilarious. That is so funny. That reminds me. Actually, when um, when we went to Mona, remember there was that machine, the oh, poo-making yes. machine? Yeah, yeah. So then we'll just call it all art, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it made all the sounds. I, don't, I can't remember if there was a smell or not, but that was like I think there bit, is. I think I've never sat there weird. long enough to get to the end of the yeah, production. It was all a bit weird. <laughs> but Chris, <laughs> all jokes aside, Questicon is fantastic, and it's yeah. and we we have been quite a few times in in recent months. Weirdly, wow. my my kids I really love Canberra. The last time I went to Canberra. Well, and, and it's just um, always a bit different. They've usually got a different exhibition on, and okay. um, it's just a really amazing place where adults and kids alike are equally engaged. Oh, that's and, important. Uh, yeah, so um, that's that what we're was, trying to do here. Exactly. So I, I mean, that's uh, it's not so far out of the driving bubble if you're in no. Sydney, but um, Questacon is awesome. Awesome. Well, I definitely think I might need to put that one on the radar. For yes, yeah. And luckily we spent so much time there we didn't have to go to the Mint. Not that I've been to the Mint, so I don't want to malign the Mint. Perhaps it's great, but... <laughs> I, we I went there when I was in Year 6 for the, <laughs> the obligatory Year 6 Canberra so that, trip. That was crossed off the list. Thank oh, God. Um, hilarious. <laughs> so what have we got now? Well, there's I, so much culture. I know, but there was another thing that I was just sort of lifting it from the farts to back to um, this other exhibition that I saw, <laughs> um, which was at Carriage Works, and it's part of the Caldor Public Art Project. It's called Absorption by Asad Raza. So you see I've written down my notes yeah, and made sure prepared. I know. Um, it's literally a factory full of dirt. Um, it's dirt and soil that's collected from all over Australia and you walk in and it, you feel like actually you're in a rainforest. It's that damp, beautiful, rich, earthy smell, but you're inside a warehouse. Okay. And there's all these interactive um, art uh, installations where you put headphones in to listen to the soil. Or um, there's a there's a guy who's got cameras on a certain area and then there's a, a speaker and he can see you doing things so he starts talking to you but he's also reciting poetry as well wow, I okay. know it's a bit trippy it's yeah, a little bit okay. out there but I went there with um, my son and he loved it because you're actually actively encouraged to play with the dirt to rake it to shovel it to move it around to make patterns and then they even give you a paper bag to take the dirt home with you. Wow. Which okay. we now put in our community garden down the road. And so is it, when you say it's dirt from all over Australia, so there's red dirt? No, it's all brown. Okay. No, it's all just, the same it's dirt. Just, you can't you tell can't where the tell. dirt's from. Okay. No, yeah. it's just dirt. Okay. <laughs> I'm, really have to, I'm intrigued. You have to go look at this. I was a little, um, yeah, I wasn't sure what it would be like. I was kind of waiting, kind of open minded. It's a room full of dirt. Okay. But it was incredibly overpowering and, and it was almost, uh, yeah, just really. 
wet, moist kind of weird just experience. Oh, okay. I know it was oh. odd, but amazing, and that's odd what, but amazing. Okay, I know, and that's why I love taking my son because when was the last time you went into a room full of dirt inside? Yeah, and so how um, how did he? How did he enjoy it? Was oh, it he went straight oh. for a shovel and a rake oh, okay. and started so playing as if he was stuff. at the beach and just playing okay, around with So that's with fine, it. I can do all that. Yes, and they're okay. actively encouraged to do that. Meanwhile, I kind of went straight for the uh, you know headphones to listen to the soil talking, Right. which I'll be completely <laughs> honest with you, I wasn't quite sure what I was listening to. It okay. wasn't saying, help me. Was it? Uh, <laughs> get the child away from me. Put me back in the earth. <laughs> okay, so that's... Uh, yeah, okay, so that's, that's on for a while, okay. and um, yeah, I would highly recommend right, going. It's not so far. To no, go. So. you can make a day and go to the carriage works, um, to the food um, markets on a Saturday okay, morning, and go check out some dirt while you're there. Yeah, right, dirt you're on the list. <laughs> <laughs> but Liz, you're an avid book reader. That's yeah. that's actually one of the ways we connected yes, as friends. That's so true. I'm sure you've read, read about I don't know a million books in the last twenty four hours. Mm. So. Okay, so well, yeah, well, so I do have a bit of a problem with my books in that I'm. Um, as soon as I read them, I often forget them. So I'm going to have to be a little bit more prepared. But I will tell you, I'm reading um, Andrew Sean Greer's book, oh, yeah. Less. Oh. The Pulitzer Prize-winning book. I borrowed that one from yes. you. It was written up in the Sydney Morning Herald a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, no, it's funny. I've been I've walked uh, past it a few times in airports and bookshops, and for some reason it didn't – I think the word less, I thought it was some sort of help, self-help. Like this minimize your – Yeah, you. I thought it was sort of that sort of <laughs> genre. And then I heard him on um, – the Sydney Writers Festival mm-hmm. had uh, an interview with him that was on uh, ABC mm-hmm. Conversations uh, with Sarah Konofsky and he was just so entertaining as a interview subject, hilariously funny, and he had just had a, just the best coming out story I've ever heard. And he talks about he came out as gay to his parents and then shortly after his mum hopped in the car and said, I think I might be gay too. Oh. So she ended up com- oh, coming wow. out sort of in his wake after he kind of <laughs> That's amazing. softened the way for the rest of the family. So it was just, anyway, he, that aside, I thought, well, I have to read this book now because he was just such an entertaining Because it's like a speaker. gay love story as well. Yes, exactly. And so I wouldn't normally pick up a Pulitzer Prize winner um, I pick up a Booker, but not a Pulitzer for some mm. reason, because I might think it was a bit too dense. And oh, <laughs> come on, Liz. <laughs> but it's uh, so it's quite a a, so it's quite it's one of those books that's doesn't the plot is fairly loose and free flowing. So there's a lot of kind of he's looking back on his past, and um, there's a broken heart involved, mm. and and you know he's sort of in heading towards middle age. He is about my age, actually, in the book. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so anyway, I'll, I'll, I'm halfway through, so I'll give you the, uh, I'll hand it on, and then we can oh, chat please. about it further. But so far, really good. Um, and I'm also because uh, the world of audible books allows you to mm. read when you can't actually read. I'm also listening to Michelle Obama's. <gasps> Somebody else told me about that book, which I'm really enjoying because I just, um, it's it's interesting. She's she's done it so well I always wonder if they've had a ghostwriter if she's written it herself but she's got a really um honest accessible mm. kind of voice it sounds like her um and it doesn't feel like she holds a lot back and I just really <laughs> sort of identify with her personally on some level what as, <laughs> as being a wife yeah that's president. right <laughs> no because she has this kind of journey from kind of doing well she came out of quite um not poverty, but mm. you know, not you know, she had to really work mm. hard and had a few lucky breaks to get um, to Princeton. But um, 
sort of broke out of her, I guess, demographic, but then goes on to do law and then feels sort of unfulfilled along the way. So I was just kind of interested in that, okay. you know, having done law and thought, yeah, well, okay. it's actually quite boring, and <laughs> but enjoying the, you know, the, the practical life that can follow that. Yes. But anyway, so I mean, that was just a little personal aside, but I just, yeah, really worth listening to. And because on Audible, she, it's in her own voice, so mm. it's lovely to hear that speaking. she reads it. Yeah, yeah. So I just, amazing. I love it. It's like having a personal conversation with Michelle oh, in your wow. car as you... Oh, you're on first name basis now? Yeah, we are, of course. Mish? Yeah, Mish. 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 <laughs> G'day, Mish. So that's my reading for wow. you. And okay. I'm looking at your page. Of I've, I've got Marcus two. Zizak, yeah, so I'm, I'm halfway about. through Bridge of Clay. I loved um, The Book Thief. Absolutely loved it. And this is a completely, completely different type of book. Um, this is set in Australia. It's uh, about brothers and a father who abandoned them, and one of the brothers. Um, goes back to rebuild the bridge of their relationship. Um, like you, you know, I'm interspersed with other books, but I'm halfway through that, and it, and it's a great story. The characters are really brilliantly written, and although it's very male, so normally I don't pick up books that are purely male characters. Like I think there's one female character, and without giving much away, I mean it happens right at the beginning, but you know, the mum dies basically, so there's no like um, twist turner there. Um, but it, it is very um, interesting and it's so well written and everything um, that he's written I've absolutely loved, so I'm really enjoying that. Okay, well that's interesting because I started it and mm. then put it down because um, uh, I just, I think that Book Thief is one of my favourite books of all time. Yeah, it's too different. Like it's, it's so different. No, no, you cannot compare them. And so I think that um, just I was just a little bit brokenhearted and put Brown Bridge of Clay. So I haven't abandoned it altogether, but so, I've moved on to something else, I think. I reckon you'll come back to it. Okay. Like it's a paradigm thing. Like sometimes you need to be in the it's right frame of mind yeah. or mood to That's read right. a certain book. Um, and I went into it and I'm into it still knowing it's just, it's a totally different yeah. book. Like, don't even... It could be a different author even. It feels so different. It, the, yeah, exactly. The narrative and the, the voice and the tone of the characters is, yeah, just completely different. But the other book that I've just finished reading, and it was um, a bit of a... I'm not usually big on deadlines with my books, but this one was because I went to the Sydney Writers Festival um, and as a personal highlight for me to hear Beirut's Bushani who's the uh, Kurdish journalist who's yeah. in Manus. And he was beamed in via Skype. Oh, my God. And he's, this oh, is I the know. book is written by a text message or something. Yeah, via WhatsApp. Yeah, and his um, translator was there, Omid uh, Tofikian. I hope I pronounced his name right. No disrespect. But um, it was one of those moments in your life that I knew I had to be at that, um, at the Sydney Writers' Festival to bear witness to something that is so horrendous in our current yeah. world of Australia and it's incredibly shameful that this is something that is happening right now and uh, to hear him speak and having read the book and the book is just it's like art really I okay. mean despite yeah. it being incredibly confronting it's one of those books um, that uh, is just absolutely essential, just like Stan Grant's books. I, I just find there are certain books that you just kind of have to read to take stock of the reality of the world that we're living in. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, the book's called No Friend But The Mountains and it's just, 
it's poetic, it's magnificent, despite the horror of what you're reading. It's almost incongruous what you're reading, but somehow allows you to read it a bit more because you're not cringing as much. And so is he kind of exploring... Mm. First, I just think that title is just so, so beautiful yeah. quite poignant, but is he kind of exploring his life experience or is it a novel? Or what What's... Yeah, so it is um, non-fiction, so it is about his experience, personal, and his reflections and the people around him and how they got to Manus and their experience on Manus and, yeah, just like the government and all these things. Like, it's just, it's all real. It's his life. It's his story. So it's, but yet there is poetry interspersed in it that he's written as well as almost the way that he's been coping with what's been going on because it's so inhumane, yet he's clearly incredible. Like, his intellect is just incredible. I mean, he's been published in The Guardian and New York Times and, like, he's a very well-known journalist, yet he's... Trapped on trapped prison island. It's just beyond comprehension. So I was really... Um, excited's not the right word, but the anticipation to see this event and, and the actual event itself was just one of those life moments really? where I just was blown away. And the book's just unbelievable. Okay. So that's, we'll that's, definitely have to swap. We're swapping. We're yeah, swapping. That's clearly next, not next Bridge of Play list. for you, but less to... for No Friend But The Mountain. Okay, so moving on to... Yes. Um, we're going we're gonna to try and do we wrap it up do, in a few minutes, but I think we, we should... Podcast? Yeah, I think this is, um, this this is something really one. worth talking about. Um, yes. So this is uh, The Dropout, yes. which is the story of Elizabeth Holmes and... Theranos. Theranos, which... Oh, wow. You know, because we're Gosh. both entrepreneurs and we've both been, you know, in the position where we're growing businesses and pitching to investors and... So the premise, just for those of you who don't know, Elizabeth Holmes um, was the CEO of this company, Theranos, which created a blood testing, well, supposedly (laughs) this blood testing um, technology, uh, raised over a billion dollars, had the likes of Henry Kissinger on her board, um, and pretty much fooled everyone because the technology never existed. It's just, and it is just mind-boggling to listen to and this podcast is um fascinating um i heard about i sort of stumbled across it as i was scanning through the the podcast mm. library and i had heard about the book bad blood which i think is sitting in my audible download <laughs> <laughs> and the journalist who wrote that book i think uh-huh. sort of blew open the story yeah, originally well, they, they referred um, to them in the podcast as well yes yeah, so i think that's got a lot more detail in it so i was kind of keen to read that as well but the dropout is really well produced oh, um excellent. and lots of original voices so you hear her uh speak a fair bit elizabeth holland speak and um it's yeah. just a really it's one of those really engaging podcasts where it just moves along at a snappy pace and you just it's just jaw-dropping the oh. way this kind of Thing unfolded and so I think uh, yeah. yeah so I think I uh, just brilliant listening and um, I might just add to that I also um, followed that up with um, a podcast called Believed oh, uh, which was about the uh, yeah it was about the um, uh, US gymnastics team and the um, the terrible abuse by the team doctor oh yes um yes. so that was one of those ones where i thought oh you know got to be in the mood to be able to listen yeah. to some harrowing stuff but again so well done and ultimately um ultimately not depressing in the sense that there was um 
I guess, a form of justice in the end. Um, but that but one, but with Elizabeth Holmes, I mean, as I was just saying to you before, I just had a quick Google last night. So she's gone through to they've set the date now for her court case. So it's still happening. So although the podcast is finished, you don't know what happens because the court, this is all happening right now. So it's Absolutely. real yes, live. It's and the beautiful thing about the podcast is that when you first start listening to it, you almost have hope for her. <laughs> Like, I actually was, like, barracking for her, female entrepreneur, you know, in STEM, changing the world, you know, like, you want to believe her. You really, really want to believe her. And she's doing something so amazing that could revolutionise medicine in third world countries for people um, living in poverty. I mean, it's, the potential is mind-blowing. Yet, pretty much, you know, taking everyone for a ride. But then I kind of think, did she do it intentionally? Yeah, or did she kind of really want this to work and just never did? Well, that's what's so fascinating with this stuff is the psychology of these people. And yeah. obviously in person, they're charismatic, they're oh, convincing. So charismatic. Um, I mean, she got so much money, money out of Rip Rip and Murdoch. But I just, yeah, just, and it, they've it's all lost everything. Extraordinary. So, uh, so worth a listen. Loved it. And um, it's made... Um, our drives down the Hume Highway <laughs> to Melbourne so much more interesting because before you before you know it, well, it's only one six podcast episodes. series and you're there. So yeah. awesome. So Liz, you and I said that um, before we wrap up our very first podcast, which I'm very excited about, is that we're going to be accountable as well. We're going to. Yes, what next. are the things that are coming up that um, that you might have ready to watch, listen, go to see? Anything yes. on the okay, cards so, for you? So when I finish um, moving house next <laughs> week, which might take me out, I'll, I'll be listening to Audible books throughout that. Um, the next one um, that was recommended to me by my mum is mm. the Jane Fonda um, autobiography. Oh, so okay. she's just raved about that. So that's next on my list. I've mm-hmm. um, got a giant pile of books next to my bed, which, as oh. I say, I never know the name, so I'll tell you next week. Yeah. The, the volumes are huge. Um, and, uh, yeah, I know Vivid's coming up, so <gasps> yes. we've got something we might like to go to there. Yes. We can talk about next time. Yep. Um, but, I yeah, I need to kind of have a look around and see what's coming up. So yeah. what about you now? So like you, I have, I don't know, about 30 books on my bedside table, things from Sapiens through to um, I think the latest Francis Fukuyama book and a few other really interesting meaty topics so I'm kind of really looking forward to that so we'll see which one I sort of hit up next Um, still need to finish of course Bridge of Clay I'm still very much into that Um, and yeah Vivid love love the Vivid always going to be um, taking the kids and it's just mesmerising good time time in Sydney yes beautiful evening well there's lots of talks and other events and there's loads of stuff happening so I'm definitely going to immerse myself into all of that that looks pretty cool and then you know the long forgotten movies maybe we should get there one night too because I'm so out of touch I don't even know what's on but I do love the movie the I saw was so average was The Happy Prince and it was about Oscar Wilde and I thought it was going to be fabulous and just yeah. Rupert Everett was just mm, a bit of and oh no we'll get you back shameful. there yeah we'll have to get back okay. into it alright oh, so till next episode it's been great catching up okay till then back to the inbox oh back to the inbox bye, bye.